Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 133. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. Literally right before we started recording, I was about to sneeze. I was like, hang on, hang on, I'm going to sneeze, I'm going to sneeze. And then we waited for a few minutes and then I didn't sneeze and I haven't sneezed. I don't feel like I've lost the sneeze though. So if I <laughs> so sneeze, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. At some stage. At yes. some stage it will. So how are you today, Kel? I'm not too bad today. Thanks, Carl. It is a lovely sunshiny day in Perth and um, I am looking out my window seeing the green of the tree against the blue of the sky, which is always a, a good colour combination. It always lifts my spirits. So, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, How that's you? lovely. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I can't complain. Excellent. I actually really am loving this time of year because everything's all just like green and lush and delicious. I and know. You, you forget that the trees aren't all dead and then they yeah. come back and then you're like, oh, right, you, you, you're fine. You grow. But that's like this tree in front of my study window is um, is it deciduous where it drops its trees uh I have trees drops its leaves <laughs> whatever the word is for when a tree drops its leaves in winter that's what this tree does but it's but it's just done its full big spring bang thing and now it's like oh there you go it's, it's green again yeah. so yes no, I do love this time of year as well but um yes enough talk about the weather let's get straight into recommendation of the week uh Carly so mine is gardening related. I promise it's not all just going to be gardening <laughs> content around here. Uh, Last I, week you built a greenhouse. No, this week it's a gardening, gardening related. Really? I'm just, you know, old lady Jacobs over here. <laughs> uh, so I got some gardening clogs and they're called sloggers, which is actually I think a fabulous name for clogs. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted some for the garden, but most of them kind of look like chef's shoes, um, which is As fine. in they look like Crocs? Like Crocs, yeah. yeah. And I didn't, I didn't hate the idea of Crocs, but I just, I don't know, I just can't bring myself to Croc. Uh, so <laughs> I found these sloggers. They're just, they're really stylish and they're kind of like all in one piece and they're really cute. They do fart a little when I walk on hot days. Like, you know, when you walk around, they kind of go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't mind so much because fart noises are funny. But, yeah, they're really good. I'm really liking them a lot and they're very affordable. And I feel like, so we've got three kind of different doors that lead outside and they've each got their own like little like deck area. I think I need to get a pair for each door. And I don't know <laughs> if that's excessive because sometimes I go to go out one door, but my outdoor shoes are outside the last door that I was out, which is not the one I'm just about to go out. So I really think that I just need a pair at each door. Tell me. Maybe you other. should just leave them on the kitchen table by the, you know, <laughs> and then in the middle of the house. Then I'll just always be where they are, Kelly. That's a great <laughs> idea. Let's do wow, that. Wow, wow. Aren't we coming round to my leaving shoes on <laughs> dining tables idea? Wow, how quickly we turn. <laughs> um, anyway, if you want, if you haven't listened to the last episode, you will not get that joke and you need to go back and listen to episode 132. Um, anyway. Have, I, I don't think I've talked about this particular recommendation. I hope I haven't because um, it's really awesome, so I may have already, but it's Roses, R-O-Z-A, Roses Gourmet Aioli Garlic Mayonnaise. It is gluten-free and dairy-free. It has no artificial preservatives, does not trouble my allergies in any way, and it is honestly 
just the yummiest thing ever. You can have it with veggies, whether it's like salad veggies or baked veggies. Um, it goes with steak, it goes with fish, it goes with chicken, it goes with all the things. <laughs> and ironically, I, I went to their website because I was like, where do you, I get it from my local IGA, but I'm like, oh, maybe they sell it online. They don't sell it online. They oh. sell it through, you know, IGAs and stuff. But it says on their website that Rose's philosophy is that the right source can turn any meal into a feast. And you know what, uh, Rosa, you have achieved that 100%. There are other things that I use of this, um, of her brand, but this particular aioli garlic mayonnaise, I have not yet come across a person that I haven't given this to and they've gone, oh, my God, what is that? So Fantastic. I will look out for that. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, it just makes everything better and it's, yeah, it doesn't, you know, I think it will have eggs in it, but if you don't have an egg allergy, um, you will be sweet with this. It's super, super yummy. So, yes, there's my recommendation. It's one of my least random ones. I usually have random ones like trail walking or sunrises. <laughs> an actual <laughs> proper recommendation. This is an actual product that you can buy. So, give me praise. Um, okay. So, Carly, your random thing of the week. My random thing of the week is I'm pretty sure I've discussed these in isolation, but not all together at the same time. So I have weird (laughs) name clusters in my life and it's something that has happened to me several times. So by this I mean when I was in year six, I was in a netball team where myself and my friend Lauren were the only people on the team not called Sarah. So it was. <laughs> Which means there was at least five people called Sarah. On there the was. Team. There were five <laughs> Sarahs <laughs> and Lauren and myself on this team. And her dad <laughs> used to sit there with a cardboard <laughs> table and a, um, and so her dad would sit at this cardboard table with his thermos of tea and his biscuits and his radio and he'd listen to the races and he'd yell come on Laza because he called her Laza he'd go come on Laza come on Carly come on Sarah's very funny um so that was my first weird cluster of names my second weird cluster of names is that the four guys I dated before Ben were also called Ben really really I dated four Ben's Do you know what? I would say that's really weird, except for the fact that I have a friend who is married to a Scott and the two guys she dated before that Scott were also Scott, but you have had five Bens in your life and that is crazy. They were also in a row. Like there was no yes. there was no break in between them. And after the third Ben, I swore off Bens and then, hooked up, <laughs> and then I hooked up with another Ben in that February because I hooked up with Ben in March of that year, hooked up with a guy yeah. called Ben in February and I was like, no, 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 this is the last Ben, the very, Definitely very last Definitely no ben. more Bens. And then that I'm is like, just such a perfect thing of like when you are specifically not looking for something, that's when you'll find it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that I didn't completely swear off Bens. Um, so that was the other name cluster in my life the third one is that literally all of my neighbors on each side of me are called Greg (laughs) I've got three neighbors all called Greg that is amazing yeah and really convenient that's awesome yeah so those are my weird that's my random story of the week and my weird name clusters and I would love to hear if anyone else has any weird name clusters in their life or anything like that because I think it's really hilarious and weird when that happens I agree. I only have that one weird cluster, which is my friend's weird name cluster. I don't have any of my own. Um, So onto the topic of the week. And we've pulled this from uh, something that someone asked in the group. And we pulled it because we thought it was something that was quite widely applicable and a really good question. So 
it's how to make good decisions when you're feeling tired, anxious, and or depressed. So Renee asked it in the group and she said, any tips from the brain trust in how to not let emotion cloud your judgment, especially when you're exhausted, depressed, and anxious. So I I found it quite pertinent because I'm having to make many decisions right now, um, even though I'm quite permanently exhausted. And just in recent weeks, I've had to make some really key financial decisions. So um, when, yeah, when Renee asked her question, I was like, I will have a look at the answers to this because I too am interested. So, um, yeah, so we thought we'll whiz through our listener tips first and then we'll kind of give our own tips as well. So, Carly? So the first one comes from Hallie and Hallie says, I find it's very important not to make any significant decisions in that state of mind. Sleep, fresh air, good food and good hydration first then decisions and judgments. Written processing of all of my feelings really helps me sift through and get my brain organized too. Yes. Um, Evie said, I pretty much never let emotions cloud my judgment. So if you want to sound off, you can. But first, eat something and take a nap. You'll feel better. Isabel says, I think it's important not to action anything. For example, make a big decision, make a comment to someone, an email in response or a text message. Um, don't do that straight away. Take a full 12 to 24 hours before responding if you can. And I find it really helpful approach when I'm feeling not great to begin with. I use this a lot at work. If something's leaving me feeling really annoyed or angry or upset, I will take this as a cue that I need to take a day to process before dealing with it. Also reach out for help if you need to. Yeah, I like that one. Me too. Um, and Tanya said to make uh, an Excel spreadsheet with four columns. You're just getting oh, a feel for like type yeah, of people that we've got yeah. in our group. Like, <laughs> love me an Excel Excel spreadsheet. Um, so make an Excel spreadsheet with four columns with the titles: pros, weight, cons, weight. I love this. Um, so list every idea that's either relevant is that is relevant in either pro or con, but then give each item a weight score. And then add up all the weights at the bottom and you'll get a number that can help guide you in your decisions. So Tanya's just going, you know, she's trying to help uh, you know, us people who are struggling to make non-emotional decisions to take the emotion out of it. And that's just a really um, kind of structured way to take the emotion out of it. Um, Tanya says, I do either, you know, either out of three or five when she's doing weights. And she said, I use this to help pick which high school I wanted to send my daughter to. Good luck. Wow. That's a really good one. Um, Rebecca says, uh, pretty much what everyone else has said, there's a very strong theme going through this. <laughs> uh, try and carve out some space and time so you're not making these decisions in times of stress and overwhelm. It's literally brain science. When you're anxious, all the cortisol rushes to where it's needed. So that's your fight or flight response. So you don't have the mental capacity to make complex judgments or decisions when your body is trying to work out how to help you survive. Remembering uh, great alone helps me grant myself some grace during these times. I'm also a big fan of writing and naming the feelings that are happening. I woke up the other day in a total funk and had to sit and question myself for a while until I could name the emotion. It was resentment. Most of all, be gentle on yourself. I know easier said than done, but practice the kindness you'd give to someone else and give that to yourself. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. And Daniel says, what does your head say? And I like what he said. He says, how, how would you decide this in a workplace example? So and if you presented this to someone else, what would they logically do? And what that does is it just shifts 
you out of your own head and your own situation and just gives a little bit of clarity and space away from the emotions. So I like Daniel's tip as well. And then finally. So this one comes from Laura and she says it takes practice. Never email, text, talk without having some time to digest before you get out of the car at work. Spend five minutes taking some deep breaths. Remember that the first things we mull over are the worst case unlikely scenarios and that we can never assume what someone else is feeling ever. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah, that's one I always need to remember. I do like to mind read people. Um, like your little eyelash flicker, what did that mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you looked to the side. Um, mm, subliminal yes, messages. You just glan- yes, you just glanced over my shoulder. You hate me. Um, <clears throat> so, yes. So how do you make good decisions when you're tired, anxious, and depressed? I think it's asking, this is my own personal tip, I think it's asking too much of yourself to not let emotion cloud your judgment when you're exhausted. So I think to acknowledge that this is not a great time to make a decision and if I don't have to make the decision in this moment, then I'm not going to. I'm going to delay it. Um, and I've, you know, I kind of said to Renee, are you, are you able to clear away at least some of the exhaustion before making any decisions? Um, I said also that it's always handy to have a friend like Carly on hand <laughs> who is not typically someone who lets emotions cloud their decision-making as a rule and use them as a sounding board. So those people, you know, for me, Ant was very much that person as well. He he just never let emotionality get in the way of making a kind of a rational decision. Um so that was a really handy person to have around all the time because they just kind of put the brakes on like when you're like, because also I find when I'm trying to make decisions from an emotional place, I will just make the easiest decision. Oh, and, totally. That's a good yeah. one. And the easiest decision is not always the wrong decision. Um, ironically, I made it like, you know, the other day I had to make a decision and in the end I went with the easiest one but only after a but I didn't do it immediately. Like my, my gut was saying this is the way to go, but I was like I think right now it's my tiredness that's choosing that path. I need to go away and give it time and do some pros and cons and just check in with a few other people first before choosing that route. And ironically it ended up being the best way, but I needed to, to do a gut check with other people and that's I think really key. I've got people in my life, not just people who are, you know, good at separating emotion from, you know, rationale when you're making decisions, but also people who will be very honest with you. Um, yeah, honesty is th- huge. And particularly yeah. people who might uh, be super honest with you and and kindly point out that, you know, you are perhaps thinking things that might not actually be accurate or, uh, you know, that you need to step back and look at the perspective from the other person. Yeah, that's right. I think those those people, if you've, because it's too easy for other people to just go, yeah, yeah, oh my God, you're totally right to be feeling this way and blah, blah, blah. And to have that person who, one, you know, will tell you the truth, you know, because I, I, it was in a different situation. I had to go to a friend and go, I just need to gut check. This is, you know, this was my reaction to this situation, but I just need to gut check it with you. And I know that you will tell me truthfully whether I'm overreacting or whether my reaction's a bit off. Um, and it turned out it wasn't, and that was good. But, yeah, it, but if I didn't have that person, I would have been a bit at sea because I would have just been questioning myself going, oh, I, I just don't know if I'm, yeah, again, if tiredness or 
my situation is causing me to act like this. So if you've got those people in your life that you can go to and they can ask you good questions or they can just talk you off the ledge a bit or they can just help you clear some space, just make good use of those people. This is why we need the relationship ombudsman I was talking about. (laughs) charge so much money for that. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, my, my tip is all very, very similar to everyone else's. Give it time, never reply or deal with the thing straight away. Ask someone your, to be your mediator. Um, again, I've, I've got Ben for that. And I am, I'm, I'm pretty good at not replying to things in the moment. And I don't usually let emotion cloud my decisions. Um, my, my weak spot is if, um, particularly professionally, if someone writes back and says that they weren't happy with work that I did or that I got yeah. something wrong in a brief, <laughs> that's where I really, cause if there's one thing I'm very good at is reading a brief and delivering exactly what people yeah. ask for in the brief. So I'll often go back and I'll be like highlighting things in the brief and be like, you said this and I did this and, and Ben's like, okay, back up. This, this is not helpful. He said, she said, doesn't help anyone. Even oh, my God, you are, you are so Ant and I'm so Ben because Ant was forever. <laughs> like he would go through and pull a line out from the previous email and then he would put like a dot, dot, dot arrow underneath and give his reply oh. to that line and I'd be like, back it up, buddy. Like it's, it's all well and good to be yeah. right but it's how you communicate that. Yeah, and it's not worth it to go line <laughs> by line and, you no, know. I mean, it's it's good for my. highlight things. <laughs> it's good for you to do. Just don't press send. Exactly, exactly. So Ben's <laughs> always like if he sees that I'm angry, and it doesn't, it really doesn't happen that often, but if he sees that I'm elevated because of, you know, a particularly a work thing, I don't have stuff like that with, like, friends though it's mainly just no work, that's so. really yeah that's because that's like your thing like you're just you're really good at what you do and someone telling you you haven't done something <sighs> properly is just that would just be like that's it's, uh, an it's absolute my, <laughs> it's my achilles heel i'll be like <laughs> just like full-on rage but um yeah so that's how to make good decisions when you are anxious and um I think outsourcing is the main thing <laughs> that we came up with there. Yeah, well I just think yeah as as you said probably in in summary like the the key themes were give you you know recognize that you're you're coming from a place of high emotionality is is a key thing um and that you're reacting rather than responding. So if you find yourself being reactive and not responsive then we'll back it up a little bit and give yourself space. Um, I will always say write the email that you really want to write and then just, and then I've done that before where I've just let rip and said all the things I would love to say to someone's face but just can't because it's just not who I am. Um, And then I let that email sit overnight and then I read it the next morning and go, ooh, ouch, cringe a little bit at myself, delete it, and then I send, you know, but I've gotten it out of my system. And then I can be a lot more measured in the real version that I send because I've I've gotten all of that stuff out of my system. Also, I go for runs where I say all the things I want to say to that person in my head, yes. but like by the end of the run, like it's yeah, it's all been taken care of. I've, I've again gotten it out of my system, and then I can go again and be the person that I actually want to be. Um, and so it, you know, because this is it, um, the people who react well and who are very measured like they think all the bad things as well (laughs) like no one's perfect no one's always thinking like in a completely measured and lovely way um we all think bad things but absolutely you know 
but it's recognizing that we're reacting and our reaction might be spot on, like it might be totally justified, but just because our reaction is justified doesn't necessarily, and I'm going to talk about this later actually, um, when I big note myself in kicked ass, um, <laughs> just because um, your feelings are justified doesn't mean that you should lower your colours by responding in a way that you look back on in the future and go, I wish oh, I didn't do that. Absolutely, like, yeah. If the regret's not worth it, like, you know, being able to give someone a pasting and, and tell them exactly what you think might feel good for like a millisecond, but later on like there will be an emotional hangover from that and that it will be an ha- a hangover of I just conducted myself in a way that I am not proud of and I let that person drag me down a bit. So trust me, it's not worth it. Um to yeah to react rather than respond yeah absolutely and that actually is a good tie into kicked our ass so uh my kicked our ass this week um I don't generally talk about you know a lot of personal stuff on the podcast but um, I'm having a big struggle with a person in my life and I'm actually going to get some therapy or see a professional about this so I've done what I can I've communicated the way I feel about this person's actions and it was not well received. Um, so I'm going to have to, my, I'm moving on from this now and repositioning it that I have to work on my own ability to manage the situation. So it's a bit yucky. Um, and I'm working on it. I just hate it because I'm extremely conflict adverse and I rarely have conflicts with other people. And this person has conflicts with everyone. So I know it's not me. It's just disappointing and exhausting and consuming. And I've spent enough time fighting it. So now I'm going to arm myself with tools um, to help myself move forward forward and have more positive interactions with this person. So yeah, that's kind of a kicked, a kicked out ass, but also a good turnaround of, okay, well, I've addressed this and it did not go well. So now it's up to me to arm myself. With Man- the tools. Manage yeah. it at your end because yeah. reaching it. Oh, I, I feel so frustrated for you because like one, I know how conflict diverse you are. Oh, um, I so- also know how good a communicator you are. So I just, I feel the frustration that you've, your frustration that you've just not been able to find a way to resolve it using the the tools you already have and yes. now you've got to go and get new tools to resolve <laughs> something. You, Kelly. That's exactly <laughs> what I needed you to say. It's like, oh. cause I just like, I, I don't let things slide and I don't like, I, I it's, it's sort of hard to explain, but if, yeah. if people piss me off, I'm like, mate, that pissed me off. And most of the time people <laughs> yeah. will be like, oh, dude, I didn't know. Sorry. And I'm like, sweet, let's move on. And then when I do something that pisses them off, they're like, dude, you pissed me off. And I'm like, ah, crap, sorry, won't do that again. It just works so well and it's yeah. not working this time. And I'm like, ah, all right, cool. Well, let's do something else then. Yeah, oh, that's well, ironically, my kicked my ass is it's a little bit similar in that I had a situation where I just I just wasn't able to communicate effectively with someone and it, it led to you know it led to a not so good outcome. Um and there's lots of things at play there. Um like yeah, there's a few things yeah. at play and it's kind of neither of our faults. We we just haven't been able to communicate effectively with each other. Um but, yeah, so it's been quite frustrating. But, yeah, thankfully in recent years I, I've kind of learned not to take things like this personally. Like before, like I used that if I had a – I'm perfectionistic about a lot of things, but about communication and about getting people, like that's like my 
big, that, that's like that's my Achilles heel. Yeah, and probably totally. yours as well. Like I just feel like my my thing is I get people, I understand them, I I understand what they're saying and what they're not saying. I can read between the lines. Um, You're also good at meeting people on their level. Like it's not an across the board thing with you. You can, you know how to speak people's languages back to them. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of feel. And so I haven't been able to do that with that, with this person. And, um, you know, so I was quite frustrated and upset that, you know, the situation kind of escalated to what it did. Um, and, you know, both of you and I being very vague, but yeah, necessarily <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, in the, if, in but the I also end, think I look, we but, both know who the other person's talking about. No, I, <laughs> um, I don't. And I'm going to need you to tell me. And oh. I'll, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, off air, of course. But yeah, in the end, like there just, there wasn't much I could have, I, I look back and go, like, I don't really know what I could have done differently to prevent this happening. Um, and, you know, I kind of look at this as a prime example of how Ant is still influencing my daily life, even though he's not here anymore, because, you know, he's the one who taught me not to get caught up in the emotional side of these situations and and to recognise when, look, you've just done everything that you can and, and now it's time to move on. And how weird that we both have very similar kicked our asses it's today. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> We're um, on the same wavelength. So, yeah, moving on to uh, kicked ass, um, mine is that I was away from Harriet for a full 48 hours for the first time ever for a work trip and I coped really well. And it was the first time I've been away from her since she was born. So it was really, really, really hard. Um, and I, I did what I always do. I booked myself out minute to minute. So I didn't have to think about it. I was so busy the entire time I was away, but, um, I almost didn't go. It was a work trip. I actually almost took yeah. her with I almost, yeah, yeah, it would have been so easy. So yeah, I, and I almost just didn't, I was almost like, oh, maybe I just won't do it. And Ben was like, you should do it. And then I went, oh, I'll take her with me. And Ben's like, if I went on a work no. trip, I wouldn't take her with me. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's a point. really good point. I'm just going to have to go and leave her here. And with her father. With her father, which is <laughs> perfectly fine. And he's amazing. And they were fantastic. And they sent me little videos of their little dates and them going shopping and cooking dinner together and having what we call monkey mornings. So we have, um, yeah. Ben and I are crap parents basically. And we wake up in the morning and we're just too tired to deal with her. So we put her in bed in between us and just throw these monkey toys at her. And we go, <laughs> yay, monkey mornings. And then we both kind of just doze next to her while she plays with these monkeys. Oh, um, bless. So yeah, so that was, um, yeah, so that was good. I, I felt quite good about doing that and it was important to just do it and break the seal and get it done so yeah now that's a thing that I can do and that's the thing that you will like you Ben will enjoy you doing I know um <laughs> the, um throw my brother-in-law under the bus here but whenever my sister went away he would take the kids to his parents' house and he would stay there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my brother, I'm pretty sure, did something similar <gasps> when his wife went away. So Aunt was like, what the heck? And so we, when I would go away um, in the early days of having Jaden and then and when me was born, like we'd have like both his mum and my mum going, do you want to come stay with us? And he was like, no. It was like a real point of honour for him to go, no, I can look after my own children. Exactly. I've got this. And and he he really got a kick out of yeah doing it of of being a capable male like most people 
we're all you know partners with these days or partners. yeah absolutely Ben's exactly the same he was like there's there's just no reason for this to not be completely fine for you to do yeah so. and that was it and by the end it was um not by the end but, but you know in recent years I actually like I, I always hate being away from my family but I quite like going away and leaving them with aunt because I know it was just a it was a different kind and fun weekend and they would do different things if I wasn't there and they quite yeah. enjoyed just like the little break in routine and I think that was partly one of the reasons why going to Tassie I mentioned last week um going to Tassie was really hard it was because you know when I leave my kids now like I used to leave them with their dad and they used to have an amazing time and also I didn't didn't have to do a thousand logistics cuz aunt had everything I could literally just walk out the house and go oh like Mia has a birthday party and Jaden has a basketball game but like but that would be had all I'd have to do and everything and yeah, yeah. Fine. you know he knew where everything was I didn't have to say the basketball gears here and the this you know like whereas um my parents and aunt's parents looked after them when I went to Tassie and it was like a five-page logistics document you know so I think that kind of bummed me out that I was like oh I used to be able to to do Just this. Go. Yeah. Um anyway, mad props to the capable partners out there who oh God, can yeah. be left who can look after their own children. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so my kicked ass is I couldn't think of anything really specific for kicked ass this week. So I'm just going to give myself props for continuing to show up each day. Um <clears throat> and I think the thing like if I look back on this year to date, um and this is something I talk about with Jaden all the time um, behaviorally is um, like I'm very clear about what kind of person I want to be and how I want to show up to the world and I don't want to use tragedy as an excuse to behave in a way that's not in line with my values and the person that I want to be. Um, and so that's what I've you know talked with Jaden about, like it's, and I know he's only 10 and it's a bit rough to impose this on a 10-year-old, but I keep saying to him, you know, you, you can't. we can't choose what's happened to us, but we can choose how we behave and show up for the world. And, yeah, I kind of i am quite proud of, and I hate talking like this about myself because it's really weird, um, but I'm quite proud of how I've set things up this year that in a way that, you know, it, it allows me to be the mum I want to be to Jade and, and Mia, and but most importantly to be, the person that I want to be, um, despite the fact that I am sad and exhausted pretty much all the time. I don't think that you <laughs> should feel weird about being proud about that at all. It's it's absolutely extraordinary. And anyone that I've spoken to you about, uh, spoken to about you and, and what happened with Ant and everything, everyone is just across the board so impressed and so proud and just I think in awe of how much you've shown up this year with everything, like with work, with the podcast, with your family, and with being so open and generous about your journey since Aunt died. It's just, it's unbelievably extraordinary. And I think that it's, you know, a kicked ass is just such a tiny little thing that doesn't <laughs> represent the enormity of, of what you do every day, Kel. I think you're incredible. Oh, thanks, man. I'm blushing about talking myself and I'm blushing even more so. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, so yes, on that on note, wrap it's up. <laughs> time to wrap up before we start crying again. Um, uh, so, yeah, don't forget that we do have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. And if you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, I am at smaggle and Kelly is at Kelly Exeter. 
And yes, finally, do jump into the Facebook group. We have, you know, this kind of episode came out of the Facebook group and these are the kind of conversations and the advice that go on in the Facebook group. We've had some really lovely and amazing conversations in there. Also, lots of people have been sharing their puzzles with me, their jigsaw puzzles, oh my which God, is super fun. Oh, my God, that was fun. amazing. Everyone was I sharing. know. I didn't know there were so many secret jigsaw puzzle people. Yeah, there is like a total underground jigsaw puzzle <laughs> movement, and I'm loving it. And I'm also loving how difficult all the puzzles people are doing. Like, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? These are impossible. Like, they would just do your head in. But, yeah, so lots of great stuff goes on in the Facebook group. Come join us in there. Um, we look forward to continuing the conversation there. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye-bye.